<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to PFC's Ministry and Mission Spotlight, where we are interviewing and highlighting some of the, the missions and ministries we support locally, regionally, and around the world. And we are excited today to have Hudson Brandle with us. Hudson, did I say your name right? Thanks. Yeah. Well, welcome and thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're spotlighting folks who are who are serving uh, Jesus and his kingdom in different ways. And we are honored to, to just recently include you in our, our, our budgeted mission giving. And so, Hudson, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Um, a little bit about myself. Vague question. Um, well, do with it what you will, yeah. Do with you what you will. Um, so I am new to Moscow, working with Impact Campus Ministries here in the Palouse area, both on the Idaho and Washington State campus. Um, about myself, that's honestly most of my life right now. I just moved three months ago, so there's not a whole lot of other established rhythms or habit around me. Um, historically, about me, I don't know. I really enjoy conflict. Um, I, I like a good debate, and I like to just engage in in opening people's minds. Um, yeah, that's something that's quirky about my personality, I guess I'd say, that's unique, uh, different than I think most people. Um, I run into conflict instead of from. Um Big sports enthusiast uh, and a massive Lego collection. Those are the things that take up the majority of my hobby time. Cool. And you've got a couple of dogs, at least. We see maybe one in the background. So yeah, two, two dogs, two dogs and a cat that may or may not wander into the room while this is going on. The dog, actually, most of the time you see the dog will probably be her seeing the cat coming down the hallway and chasing him off before he makes it into camera. Got it. Got it. So Hudson, you... You relocated down into the Moscow area following a call upon your life to do campus ministry, and you were able to preach uh, in in our congregation a couple of times as that process was unfolding. So can you tell us more about the, the ministry you serve in and how you were called to it if you want to? But yeah, tell us about the ministry you're in. Yeah, um, so I'm with Impact Campus Ministries. We're a small organization, and gosh, in the year and a half that I've worked on support raising and, and relocating. I think I've talked to maybe three people outside of the Moscow area that had ever even heard of the organization. Um, we're small kind of by design because um, we want our mission to look pretty different from other campus ministries. We're not really big on event type ministry. We're not trying to be our own church. Um, and we're not big on just being really in the public eye. We like working with a small group of students one-on-one uh, -on -one as much as possible, and our heartbeat is really just going deep into discipleship. Um, the idea being we want students, when they leave the university, we want them to have a better idea about how they take Jesus into vocation with them. We don't want them to just kind of figure it out, tread water, um, or just encounter Jesus for the first time while they're here and then go do the maturing thing afterwards when they're away from the campus. We want them to mature while they're here. Uh, life won't get easier, less hectic, or have less free time after this. It's a good time to get started. Um, so that's really the heartbeat of our mission. Uh, we like to, our overview of what we say is, we call it our special sauce. And then when you say it, it often sounds ridiculous to people because it's just so small. How can that be an organization's view? 
But the idea is if you create room for Jesus, we believe he will fill it. And everything mm -hmm. around how we do discipleship is okay, what does it look like for you to make room for Jesus through spiritual disciplines and daily practices? And that looks different for every person because people don't hear from Jesus in the same way. Um, so there's a lot of finding individual practices, which is why we like to work in small groups, because I, I don't think you can just throw out disciplines and expect a group of 50 um, to have a whole lot of people find benefit in the same practice. So um I guess that led me to impact and how I found them. Um, I met up with the president of our organization, actually, when he was still in Moscow. Um, I really enjoyed just some of his teachings after I discovered them. Um, but as I learned more about how they do ministry and knowing that I'm someone that also, again, conflict, I find things to bump up against in church atmospheres kind of wherever I go. Um, not necessarily intending to create conflict, but wanting to create room for a variety of practices and a variety of people and a variety of, of ways that uh, seek Jesus and not necessarily falling into a clean format in the way that most churches operate. And Impact seemed like a really good organizational fit for how I'm wired to work kind of individually and a little more, you could even say eccentrically if you want to. Um, in a way that doesn't fit a more common mold that some of the larger and more well-known organizations do. Cool. So it sounds like uh, as part of uh, Impact's approach, there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings, maybe smaller groups. Is, is that what energizes you as you meet with uh, students talking, doing Bible studies or mentoring? Or how does it, how does it look? Like, uh, talk us through some of that. Yeah, I think in a way it kind of looks like mentorship um, in the way that probably most people would describe it. I think very few people um, in this stage of life are looking for, quote, mentorship. Mm. Um, they're kind of trying to find their own way, not follow someone else's. So I don't like to use that word necessarily in regards to what my ministry is. Um, but if they are Jesus-seeking people, the term discipleship is a lot more natural. Um, so we like to just say we're discipling them. And that's, they probably have heard that used in different ways uh, throughout their life with a little bit of a different intent. Um, but in a way, yeah, I guess you could kind of merge the two. So I, I like to disciple one-on-one -on -one is absolutely like where I thrive and where I feel the most fulfilled, the smaller the group. Um the more honesty and vulnerability I think you can get out of people when you're having those discussions about how they're seeking Jesus, how they're not, uh, where they're hearing him, where they'd like to um, kind of get to the core of not just not just talking about how life's going, but where I think people are more comfortable sharing where they'd like to be growing so that we can really work on that area. So getting getting beyond the weather and the news and the politics and talking about life and and where they're really at and it sounds like your personality is wired to to be willing to go into those places. Yeah, yeah. I I prefer to not bring up weather, news, or politics at all if it can be avoided. Now sports, sports, uh, maybe it's a good icebreaker language. Yeah, that that's probably <laughs> the one that I would I would default to. Yes, except for my producer Wameng, he. Uh, he, he congratulated me the other day when the Seahawks won the World Series and they had to tell him, uh, you got everything wrong there, Wami. So, yeah, 
Yeah, teams from Seattle don't win the World Series. <laughs> Especially the Seahawks. But uh yeah, we, we keep hope alive for the Mariners. But anyway, uh so that's that's cool. Look, so um we're excited to be able to be one of your supporters and we're we're praying blessing for you and uh, the connections God leads you into um with with folks who are coming into faith, folks who are working on how to go deeper with Jesus. I love that. I love that mission of making room for Jesus. I don't have the words exactly. And he believing he will fill it um, mm-hmm. and doing that through practices. That's really cool. Um, I just, I like that idea. I've read, read recently a book I'd recommend to you, uh, John Mark Comer. I don't know if he's on your radar, uh, practicing the presence. Um, and it's, it's all about that. Um discipleship or apprenticeship is the term he prefers but uh cool so do you you get to read with the students to add books to their life i mean they're already reading a lot or what's your approach uh um i I haven't yet i mean i'm still pretty new in this so um a lot of what i'm sharing with you is vision and there's not a depth of the actual practice yet building student relationships takes time yeah and they've been on holiday break about half the time that i've been in moscow so yeah. the opportunity for connection building and FaceTime has been reasonably low. There's a few I'm getting to know. We have not gotten anywhere near as deep as I'd like to yet. Um, probably not to book recommendations. Um, I'm doing like there's the Bible app has a Bible in a year thing you can yeah. go through with group discussions. So I'm doing that with one of the students. Cool. Um, so that's what we're doing for the main connection there. Um, I've helped one of them kind of look for a church home as well. I've got some people that have joined me as I'm new and visiting lots of churches and trying to figure my place. And some of them liked places that we went and they, they stayed. So, um, yeah, working through some discovery, uh, that way hasn't quite gotten to the, like, here's a list of books yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. John John Mark Homer is on my radar. He's on a list of authors I've been meaning to get to, but I've also got a stack of a dozen books I haven't read that I already bought. So one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, Bible apps, a great tool for folks to use. Folks out there listening, if you haven't used that yet, a great and easy and free app to start using. Um, and, and the leader of uh, Impact, um, Marty Solomon, did one of the daily devotions a couple weeks ago. Good to see his he did, yeah. face on there and hear his wisdom. So that was that was pretty cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks for sharing a bit about your ministry. A, a couple more personal questions. I have a little fun here at the end. Uh, what, what's your? Do you have a favorite Bible character? Uh, you can answer that how you will, and maybe a little bit about why. Do you have a favorite Bible character and, and why? Um, my favorite Bible character has probably always been Elijah. And I just love that, again, sports fan. And I I was kind of born to talk trash. I love going to a game. And I love, I mean, I'll cheer for my team, but there's more fun in cheering against the other team. And I love just Mount Carmel. (laughs) Elijah's up there and he's just taunting the prophets of Baal. And you don't really see a whole lot of that in scripture. It feels like a very unique uh, character moment for him that he's just given them nonstop grief and being sarcastic. Um, But also just, I I would not necessarily describe myself as a overly bold person. Um, And there's also a lot from his character I can learn from, not just things I can giggle at and appreciate, but 
uh, as fearless as any prophet, you know, ever reads um, in scripture, just going and screaming at kings and doing things that are hard. And um, yeah, I mean, asking the, the uh, prophets if their God is using the bathroom, for example, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just the idea a yeah. teaching I've heard about when, when Elijah is taken up to heaven, he's one of these very few people that we don't see die uh, at some point in the story. And uh, a teaching I heard around that is God had to bring Elijah home early because he just had too much chutzpah. The <laughs> idea that he he has more boldness than is there. And um, when I'm looking at that as like a personal model, I'm like, well, shoot for the moon, reach the phone poles, that old story. Mm-hmm. So I won't reach Elijah's level of boldness, probably shouldn't. But uh, there's a model there that I can look at to try to learn how to come a little bit more out of my comfort zone. Cool. Cool. And okay, last fun question, just for fun. Ice cream or chips? If you had to ice cream one, all day. Ice cream, ice all, day. cream all day. Yeah. Oh, what type of flavor for you? Is there a favorite flavor? Several. My all-time favorite <laughs> ice cream flavor I've had, there's a, a little chain, local chain in Portland area called Salt and Straw, some people have probably heard of. And I went in once and they had a seasonal flavor in the spring that was dandelion ice cream. And I almost didn't want to try it because dandelions are disgusting. I've had a dandelion green before and would never eat one again. But it's the best ice cream I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Out of the flavors you actually can get. Now, what did it taste like? Because it couldn't have tasted like dandelion greens and tasted good. No, it couldn't have. It it certainly had some of that. It had some tart to it. Um, this this was probably like six, seven years ago now that I had it. Okay. So I don't know that I could give you a detailed uh, but it was really good. <laughs> breakdown of the flavor palette anymore. But I really, really loved it. And it sounds very Portlandish. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, very so, Portland. <laughs> of, of the available flavors, you were going to say, I interrupted you. So. Yeah, I get the Hagen dazs white chocolate uh, raspberry uh, pints. And usually... Like once a pay period that I get one of those for dinner and really treat myself. Uh, ice cream is probably my favorite food type of anything, not just compared to chips. I would take it over anything else you offered me. Except maybe pizza. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. The yeah. Perfect for Hudson. Pizza and ice cream. Yeah. But, well, Hudson, yeah. thank you for being our first uh, interview and blessings on your ministry. If you wouldn't mind, I just want to pray a blessing for you right now. Lord, thank you for Hudson and what you're calling him into and the development of it. I, I pray for blessing in his connections with students and just uh, uh, perseverance as he develops the bridges and connections and relationships. And as he seeks to find a, a church home there locally, uh, I know you'll make the way for that. And uh, Lord, may those students have real experiences with you and may they make room to have more of Jesus in their life. And we know you will fill that space. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks again, Hudson. Hope to talk to you. you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.